listen, we've been talking a lot about just how expensive your standard Thanksgiving dinner is going to be this year. So perhaps uh, this is a good time to try to figure out how not to waste too much of it. This might be a good reminder heading into fall and winter as well. In Canada alone, the National Food Waste Campaign, Love Food, Hate Waste, reports that 63% of the food Canadians throw away is avoidable waste, meaning that it could have been eaten at some point. So how can you make your Thanksgiving less wasteful? Joining me with more on that is Christine Tizard. She's author of Honest to Goodness and Cook More and Waste Less and the creator of the Zero Waste Kitchen. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. So excited to talk to you about food waste. Food waste. Well, it's important these days because as as it becomes more expensive, uh, one of the easiest ways to save on food is not to waste it, clearly. And uh, heading into Thanksgiving, now in my household, those leftovers never went uneaten. Uh, But, you know, I'm sure that's not the case everywhere. So you had some tips on how to make sure that uh, your your feast of thanks is not a wasteful one. (laughs) And one of the first ones was, to plan, which sounds obvious, but I guess a lot of us don't. We just run out and buy a bunch of stuff and then throw it on the table. Yes, it's true. Um, You know, curbing impulse buys when you're at the grocery store. I mean, it's something that, you know, even I struggle with. I see something and I have an idea of all the great things that I'm going to do with it. And then life gets in the way and I never get around to doing it. But um, when it comes to Thanksgiving and planning a meal, you're planning the meal, right? So if you want to really cut down on food waste and also help save some money, especially right now, uh, everything's so expensive, you know, buying a turkey is not cheap. Buying no. for 15 people is a small fortune. So you really want to make a list and stick to it. And I know that portion planning is a really big one. And it's not something that I think a lot of people really consider um, or actually know how to do for that matter. Uh, you know, it's like, how much pasta do I cook for you know per person for this many people but um there's some great portion planners out there i know that um there's a website called love food hate waste canada and they have a really great portion planner on there so you can just go on your website and can tell you like how how many pounds of turkey you know to buy for this many people but also like when you're at the butcher or at the grocery store just ask questions too you know and be mindful of trying not to cook too much um unless you want to have leftovers and sometimes with turkey you do want to have leftovers right yeah absolutely i mean you want to make room for leftovers you can still plan out the leftovers just add a you know add a couple extra portions in there i would imagine (laughs) that that might work you also mentioned that self-serve is probably preferable to sort of uh, portioning out for everyone as you go along why would that be yes and it's easier for the hosts too. So, you know, the buffet style thing is something that I do all the time. I just lay things out along the table. And if people help themselves, I would hope that they would pick and choose exactly what they want to eat instead of putting things on someone's plate and they may not want it. And then it's just ended up, end up, you know, scraping it into the bin. Uh, and it's also easier for cleanup too, because then you can just take those items that are already on, you know, on the buffet style and, you know, just store them appropriately. 
One of the things that I always struggle with at Thanksgiving is sort of having to go out and buy things that you don't often eat the rest of the year. Now, this applies throughout throughout the year. It's not just for this weekend, but uh, you said don't go to town on those specialty ingredients. If you just need it for that particular meal, there are ways to minimize how much you're not going to use or how long that thing is going to sit in your cupboard or sit in your fridge never to be seen again. Um, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, especially when you get into, you know, recipes that you you're not cooking all the time and things like that, you might find yourself saying, oh, why am I buying, you know, this huge carton of buttermilk if I only need a little bit? With most recipes, you can have so many substitutions. And that was one of the things that I built into my cookbook was that whenever I did a recipe, let's say you don't have, you know, this ingredient, you can easily swap it out for this, this, or this. So, uh, you can start getting a little bit of creative with things. If something calls for buttermilk, you could probably easy more like easily swap in, you know, yogurt if you have it on hand, or if you add a little bit of vinegar to milk and let it sit, it turns into basically the same thing as buttermilk. You can start substituting in some of these things so you're not buying ingredients that you'll never maybe use again throughout the week. And also, especially with like some of the more pricey ingredients like fancy spices and stuff like that. This is where I tend to send people to the bulk stores and only buy just a little bit instead of having to buy, you know, a big bag of it or a jar of it and you might not use it. Yeah, that the bulk stores are great that way. You get like seven, you know, 14 cents of something, right? Because it's exactly the portion that you need. Um, but it's a great exactly. idea because I, I mean, I'm kind of a recipe follower, so I, I get a bit paranoid when it comes to substitutions. But I gather there are a lot of resources out there that 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 you could use that allow you to make those decisions with a certain amount of confidence. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I have a couple even books here, uh, like that are my substitution kind of Bibles. And I'm constantly going to them and looking up things being like, Oh, what could I swap this out for? But also, this is another thing we can easily find these things online. You've also said, and this is one of the things that often comes up around um, these holidays, I live in a place where our fridge is far smaller than the fridge that I grew up with. Now, we moved here from the UK, so it's bigger than the one we had in England, but it's smaller than the one I grew <laughs> up with. There's not a lot of room in there to put stuff. There's not a lot of room to squeeze leftovers in. So I guess you have to plan ahead a bit for that as well, both your fridge and freezer. Make sure you have room for whatever may may be left. Yes, I am very strategic now when it comes to my leftovers. And this is where I have to kind of be very honest with myself. Like I have to think about, you know, Christine, realistically, how much of this leftover turkey am I going to eat in the next, say, three days? If I have more than I think that I'm going to use up in those few days, I figure out a way to freeze it. And this is where your freezer becomes your best friend because if i'm not going to eat it up in the next two or three days i'm going to figure out a way to freeze it or i'm going to figure out a recipe that i can make where i can have a portion for dinner one night and freeze the rest so being kind of um thinking forward about recipes that you may want to eat throughout the week so you can really plan that out and make some room too. I know you can go into that, go into your freezer and get rid of that tub of ice cream that has one bite and it's been sitting there for, I don't know, months, months. That's what happens with us. Yes. 
Yeah, some people think that the freezer is where things go to die. And I like to not think of it that way. And especially these days where things are costing so much more and I'm very, very conscious about food waste. Honestly, you can store almost everything in the freezer. The only thing I have trouble with is grapes. And I even have grapes in the freezer right now. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to bring out the frozen grapes this weekend to maybe put in like someone's cocktails or someone's water. So I'm always trying to think, you know, strategically that way. But, but I mean, your freezer almost anything can go in there. And I know one, one of the things people struggle with is freezing already cooked meat, especially something like Turkey, which can tend to be a little bit dry. Right. 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 So when I'm storing cooked meat, like Turkey breast or something like that, and I want to store it in the freezer way to do it is to store it in a sauce or a broth or a stock or something like that. So if you have, leftover gravy or you have some turkey stock or something like that that you're making store the cooked protein in a liquid and it will at least be able like hold the integrity of the meat and also the flavor while it's frozen and that probably applies for the rest of the year as well christy tizard thank you so much for uh, for your advice on this one and happy thanksgiving oh happy thanksgiving uh and thank you so much for having me